0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Under the Microscope, where we dissect the art of basketball. I'm Coleman Ayres from By Any Means Basketball. And I'm Yosef Yushak from Value Basketball Skills Training. So today, um, answering another question that a lot of you guys have had. Um, everyone likes to add new moves to the bag, new skills to the bag, um, new techniques to the bag. And most people aren't really sure about how to, how to go about that, whether you're a coach, player, teaching you know, your boy a move at the gym there is a very distinct process to it and the more we can take advantage of that process and really kind of hone in on it, uh, the better we can and the more efficiently we can add moves into our bag. So so today that's what we're gonna get into. um, Pretty much all about how how you can learn new moves, how you can teach new moves, I guess, that that could also be applied from this information. Um, Getting into the science of it, getting into how we do it and and going from there. So hopefully you guys will enjoy this episode. First thing I would say is getting prime to learn the skill. So if you walk in the gym, um, I would say this is twofold. One, psychologically, if you walk in the gym and you're not ready to be receptive to someone else teaching you, or you trying to teach a move to yourself, um, let's say you're overtrained, or let's say um, you know your your girlfriend broke up with you earlier that day. That's always like the common thing. Like um that you're not going to be psychologically ready to to learn that move and to apply that move so maybe that's not the best day to try to add that to your bag um maybe if it's the last day of your training week you're running on five hours of sleep again not the best time to learn because you're not the most receptive right now um number two i would say you just have to make sure that you're willing to learn that move and you're, you're invested in that process because um A lot of people will kind of get bored of the with the process of learning a new skill uh, or a new move because it's a long it's a very, very long learning curve to learn something new. And a new move is a new skill. Um, So it could take, you know, hours upon hours one day. Plus, you know, polishing that move over and over again every time you get in the gym. And you have to be ready for that process and understand what the process will entail and be invested in it to, to have any kind of fruit of your labor. So first, definitely just be primed um, psychologically, also physically, but that one's a little bit more obvious. Um, obviously, you're gonna learn better when you're fresh, but you can also go into a gym when you're tired and kind of learn the basics of a move. So following that, the first thing I would say to do is just watch it a lot first so find someone who's really good at this move um if there's someone at the gym that you're at like i know when i was younger like a lot of guys at the gym did certain moves and i would just watch them over and over again and i would talk to them as well and kind of understand to, to understand what made them what made those moves so effective when they did it um and i would really go about understanding it first um and you'll notice that there's actually studies on this if you watch someone do something a lot you're going to subconsciously start to imitate their style of doing it um, so this is called like unconscious mirroring or imitation some people call it the the chameleon effect but and this is this is primarily at least in psychology it's been studied with like in the context of facial expressions and, and body language and like you notice like if you're around someone a lot you're going to start um you know, making similar facial expressions to them or having similar body language or using that same kind of um, lingo or whatever. Um, but it's not just social behavior, I would say because we can also take advantage of this in the context of basketball, especially with all the film that we have at our fingertips. Um, you can go on YouTube and watch any player do any move at any time. So we should probably be taking advantage of this and one one kind of it's a pretty legendary study, like very famous in terms of psychology that they did with monkeys a while ago. Um, I'll put some more information about it in the description, but they put electrodes on, on these monkeys, like motor cortex, which basically controls movement. And the neurons that fired when, that, when the monkey reached for a peanut, this, those same neurons fired when they watched another monkey reach for that peanut. So very simple, obviously, um, these were monkeys, not humans, but the two, how the, how the brains work between these two species are, are very similar. So, um, this, is, this, this shows that kind of mirroring effect of like when we, some, when we see something being done, we also kind of get that same stimulus in our brain. Obviously, not to the same extent, but those same pathways are activated. And even a crazier study that they did with basketball players. Um, They showed the expert players, so players who have been playing for a long time. Um, I'm not sure if these were professionals or what. I believe they were professionals. Um, They not only mirrored the movement in their motor cortex as they watched like a free throw shot, but they also, depending on whether the player that they were watching made or missed the shot, the excitability in that motor cortex in their brain was specific to the individual hand muscles that decided whether the shot went in or didn't so they could see like a shot that looked off left and certain muscles in their hand would be activated um, depending on the trajectory of that shot which is fucking crazy but mind you this was in experts the the important part here is that mind you that this was in experts amateurs did not have this same effect so this means that you've got to get some experience first at least have like a, a general kind of global uh, movement library with basketball so if you're like a if you're someone who's still you know getting into basketball or, or getting into um ball handling whatever it may be you can't just watch moves and expect this to happen right so um if LeBron watches a or Kyrie if they watch someone doing a move they're going to be a lot more receptive to that than you know a couch potato who's never played basketball before um so you know be be very very conscious of this um get in the gym watch people and this is kind of how i would tell players to set it up so like whenever i i'm teaching a, a a new move to a player i'll probably send them some some footage first um send them like a breakdown video that i've done so they can get familiar with it before we get onto that court um and then once we get onto that court it's it's completely different process obviously because we're doing the move so Joseph, if you want to get into that a little bit
1: yeah so i mean when teaching a player a new move or trying to learn a new move for yourself is uh, it's, it's not going to be the same process for each person so the first thing to make sure that you you take into consideration is that each person's going to be different in how they learn some people are more receptive to just uh like verbal cues and um more so just telling them what they're supposed to do and they don't even need demonstrations like some players i've worked with. And some players need you to demonstrate it over and over and over again, need videos of themselves doing it. They want to see the mistakes of themselves doing it. So it just depends on that player in the in the first place. But um <clears throat> when it comes to um learning a new move, if it's something that you've never really practiced at all before, trying to learn the whole entire move without or, or trying to learn the whole entire move just all in one. Can sometimes be a lot more difficult and a lot more intimidating than when you approach it in, the, in a step-by-step process. So what I mean by that is this process is called chunking and compounding. So let's say in a in um if we're trying to choose a move, let's talk let us do like a snatchback. So let's say it's going to be an under the leg snatchback. Uh, a lot of players, if they just if they've never done that move before, chances are there's going to be a lot of areas in that snatchback that are not correctly done. So what you want to do as a trainer or a player learning learning this new move is try to work on it one by one so or one step at a time. So first you want to make sure you're getting in that low position so you want to rep out um something where you're you're uh getting in that lunge position and being able to push off that foot and jump into a jump shot position without maybe without even having a ball yet. And then you just want to recreate these motions, get comfortable with these motions and build that that motor movement library in your brain and then once you have that comfortability added, then you can start adding the ball, then you can start adding um, different weight shifts to it, and then just start developing the move and getting more and more in detail with it. But you want to always start off as general as possible with that move, just because if you try to get to the specifics in the beginning, it's always just going to come out bad. So um, another, another, another um, quick little tip that I found while I was researching this was um, that this method, of study, this method of learning a new move or a movement sequence that I was just talking about by like chunking it down can actually deprive a person's ability to learn that move. And the reason they they had that, or the reason they say that's because when, um, well, I'll, I'll just read the quote. So it says, the hypothesis is that this occurs because chunking deprives learners of compound cues that could aid recall. So when you're trying to do a move, and you're doing it one piece at a time, you're not really getting the fluidity from one step to the next step and you're not really um, putting it together. So it's really important that when you are learning a brand new move, you're not just only doing, all right, I'm gonna do the first step today, I'm only gonna rip out the first step, the next day I'm only gonna do the second step. So you wanna, eventually you wanna, like if you start with the first step, the next day has to be the first and the second step combined. Then the next day after that has to be the first, second and the third step combined. You can't just do the first step one day then the second and the third and the fourth so it has to be like a build-up kind of situation where there's um a foundation that you lay and then you just keep adding more and more and more on top of it without having to or without excluding what you have learned before so um that chunking is really is really crucial just because players are especially when it comes to a very complex high level move players are going to be very very not intimidated and thrown off but most of the time players don't really have that attention to detail in a training session and especially if they don't have a trainer there watching them they're not really going to notice the very little nuances that they're not getting into so chunking it is probably the best way to go but it's important to just keep building from what you were at before now when it comes to um, when it comes to learning a new move entirely though what makes a move a good move is the ability to counter that move as well so if you're just if you just have one move that you go to but you don't have any counters for it, then it's not really going to be that beneficial to you because you can only use that move in pretty much one or two situations. So when you're learning a new move, after you've mastered it, the learning doesn't stop there. There's after you've mastered that move and gotten the foundation of that move down, then now you got to start learning the counters to it and how to adjust in situations where that move may have not worked to the fullest potential. So let's say if the if it's a snatchback, let's say when you do that snatchback, now you want to get into any shot fake has these where you can blow right by again, or you can do a snatch back into um, an additional step back, kind of like James Harden. So having counters to every move that you learn is probably the most important part to learning a move. So, well, obviously learning the move is the most important part, but it's going to be useless if you don't have any counters to it. So if um, if without these counters, and then learning the counters is a similar process where you have to Get through that 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 initial move first, and then add the counters to it every single time you can not just do the counters without that move, so it's kind of going with that chunking um, principle that I was talking about earlier but yeah, so in total like the I mean each player is very different in how they learn things, so you want to make sure you're adjusting to that player and if you're a player learning by yourself, understand yourself and be self aware of what works for you and how you learn best because if you don't have if you don't know how you learn best then whatever you're trying to learn isn't going to really, you're not, you may get lucky and learn it the way you're supposed to, you're intended to, but if chances are, you're not going to really learn it the right way. So make sure that you understand yourself and know what works best for you. If you're a type of person that needs every single rep videotaped, just so you can study and compare it to what it's supposed to look like, that's definitely something that you should do. But if you're the type of player that doesn't like wasting spending time, going back and forth to the phone and redoing the move, trying it out, refilming it every time, that's, that's something that you got to make sure you take into consideration and
0: um, being able to still acquire those details without having to resort to that footage. Yeah, I like it. And then I would say building off of that, the next step to that is making it an unconscious thing. So so going from that process of chunking, like we get through that whole process, now players player is thinking about it every time they're doing it. Um, so there, I w- there's a famous track coach, uh, Lauren Seagrave, who he has like a four-step four, kind of four step process of getting a skill to become unconscious. So the first step is unconscious incompetence. So you don't know what you're doing yet. Um, I mean, obviously, you, you haven't even really been exposed to the move yet. So athlete does not know what they're doing, and they can't really do it well because of that, hence the incompetence. Um, step two is conscious incompetence. So you know what you're supposed to be doing so maybe you've watched um the film on it maybe we demonstrated it to you you kind of understand it but you can't really do it yet third step is conscious competence so you can do it if you're thinking about it if you put your mind to it um, but it's not at that subconscious level or unconscious level where you can really apply it into that game yet number four is unconscious competence and this is where we want to get with it Um, because this is where you do it without even thinking about it. Like you, you make that move by a defender and they turn their hips. So you just subconsciously without even thinking about it, just snatch back. Um, and this is where we want to get and then get into the counters. And this is where you apply those counters without even thinking. So the defender will snatch back. They'll kind of jump back up on it and you cross and you're like, oh, shit, like I didn't even really mean to do that. It just it just happened. So this is where we want to get with really everything um, and then another cool study that that I found regarding this is that um, they did a study with with archers, like bow and arrow type thing. Um, so novices, beginners, they showed a ton of brain activity in the frontal areas of the brain. So um, for for those of you who aren't really familiar with psychology, the frontal areas, frontal lobe, it's That's more like the conscious area where you're planning a movement or planning um, whatever it may be, planning um, an action. Whereas in the experts, they studied their brain while as they were doing their sporting action and they showed less activity here and more in those kind of automatic subconscious um, areas of the brain like the cerebellum. So this just kind of backs that theory, like Seagrave's theory, like I was talking about um where the more you the better you become so novice to expert the more subconscious or unconscious something is and the less you have to think about it to do it and we talk about this literally all the time like this is one of our one of definitely my and really both of our main pillars for like um improving on the basketball court is just getting to that point where you don't even have to to think about anything Mm -hmm. um so that's that's, essentially like the job of a trainer and yeah like in this entirety yeah which is it's it is for sure and the thing is you see a lot of times where um trainers it's aren't really emphasis. putting yeah they're not really putting players in a position to to gain to reap those benefits where um i would say from for us what we do we definitely give our players drills like just honing in on these skills but we're also somewhat more of facilitators for them to just play really targeted um you know types of basketball like we'll put players in more live situations and i wouldn't consider that like training them as much as we're facilitating putting them in the right situations within a a workout to to develop that kind of subconscious skill going off of moves like this is to the point where um once you've learned that move and you, you feel comfortable with the action, you feel comfortable, and this, this should probably be like the, you know, it, it should come pretty quickly to the point where you, you have the action down, you have the movements down. Um, obviously, you still may be kind of like sharpening some of the, the, um, the keys to it, the techniques to it, but there should come a point within like the first couple of days of learning a move where you have that first part down. And this is where we want to start going live with it. So if you're a trainer, um, start playing live off of it. Be like, all right, this is you. We're playing one on one, but you can only use this move and its counters or putting two players up against each other. Or if you're a player challenging another player and be like, all right, I'm only going to use this move and its counters. Um, And then just getting repetition there, because there's only so much you can do um, with when you're at that third level when you're at that um you can consciously you can do it when you think about it but not everything but not when it's subconscious because when you're in a game you're not going to be able to think about it basketball is at the snap of a fingertip and if you're planning out your moves then chances are you're probably not i mean sometimes you can definitely get by planning a move like an iso situation but if you can't react off of it and make the counters like you were saying then it's it's pointless mm-hmm. it's like mike tyson said everybody has a plan until they get knocked the fuck out <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for real and but, uh, yeah and i think uh, yeah go uh, ahead. were you
1: finished no go ahead go ahead yeah and i think the that bridge to between that conscious competence to the unconscious competence is just tons and tons and tons of reps in live situations so it's not going to be a quick learning curve where you just get it, where you just learn the move and you're doing it correctly, and now you can go into a game and be able to hit everybody with every counter without even having practiced them. It's going to be probably weeks and weeks, if not months, of learning that move, repping out that move over and over again, along with its counters, to the point where mm-hmm. it becomes unconscious. It's, it's not just, we're, we're talking about it easily now, we're just talking about it lightly, where we say we go from conscious yeah. to unconsciously competent about it, but that that transition that bridge between those two steps is going to be a lot of lot of reps and that's where the training comes in and making yeah. sure that you're getting in a situation where you have diff- different types of defenders guarding you you have different situations you're doing it in different counters that you're you're relying or falling back on and it's just being and also it's just being openly creative with that move where you look to see and i think that's something that james harden does really well where he tries to really look at a move or he, tr- he does a move and looks at all the options as creatively as possible, as unorthodox as mm-hmm. possible. And I think that's why his, his uh, counters to a lot of his moves are just so unique and so new to him. Just because he thinks well outside of what we the scope of what the average player would do. And just c- only limit that he puts on himself is the rules of the game. Not about what's uncomfortable, what's weird looking. He doesn't care about that. It's just the rules of the game. If this is legal... I'm going to try to work on and see if that see yeah, how that can help my game. So that's something that I think a lot of players can benefit from. and Is being openly creative with that move and seeing where you can take it, and even if it seems kind of weird at first, and as long as there's a use for it, that move or learning that new
0: counter is is going to be a use a efficient use of your time. It's a ton of, rap. and they said something about like, um, I've heard, I mean, everyone has kind of a different range, but like learning a, a new skill can take six months or however many months and i don't think this this applies to learning that physical component of it but if we're talking about learning or implementing it into your game to the point where you can do it subconsciously i think that may be like a a good six month process obviously it's going to be very context dependent and everyone's going to have um, a different amount of time to implement it each move into their own game but um, it can be a long process before you're actually applying these moves in game to the point where you you don't even have to think about the counters. Exactly, like like Devin Williams says, the whole ten thousand hours thing. If you're not
1: if you haven't put in that amount of time, it's not gonna. It's really not gonna reflect.
0: Yeah, for real. And th- I mean, this kind of circles back to another thing that I wanted to mention, which is some of you guys listening to this will probably be thinking like, all right, well I know so and so these guys at the gym like um they've never even worked on these moves but they do them so well they do them subconsciously like um we we're talking about this, this the other day where we're teaching one of our players a move a move and um two guys who are from the D, who are from the dc area um if you guys don't know much about the area like everyone pretty much does this one move called like footwork jumper has like whatever you want to call it um hezy jump or whatever and a ton of different counters off of that Um, so I got me thinking like these guys have never really worked on this and really like I've never really worked on that move, but I've been doing it since I was, I don't even know how, how young I was when I started doing this move, just because everyone does it up in DC and, and, and like that Maryland area too. Um, and that got me thinking like a lot of people will be like, well, these guys aren't, you know, practicing this move. They never have. Why are they so good at it? And I have to um work to add this in my game and like consciously throw this into my workouts to to add it and I think a lot of it is the mirroring that I talked about earlier where like you've just been seeing someone do it for so long so you unconsciously try it and that's a lot easier to add into your game especially when you're young your brain's still developing your your game your play style is still developing that's going to be a, a lot more of a conducive environment to adding um moves like this into your game so don't think that just because some people have moves down and they may tell you like oh, I've never really worked on it before, it just it just happens. Don't think that that's just gonna happen to you because I can guarantee you it's not. Like you, regardless of who you are, if you if you want to learn a, a new move by now and you don't have it in your bag, you're gonna have to work for it. You, like it's it's just it, it's how it is. You probably have some moves in your bag right now that you never thought about, but it, it's like everyone kind of comes with a different bag and everyone um learns to work or works to learn new moves like I'm sure LeBron is continuing to add new moves I'm sure all the best ball handlers Kyrie Campbell all these guys are still learning new moves despite the fact that they've had a ton of moves that kind of just were in their game subconsciously
1: what when what you were saying about um how players just watching growing up were able to learn that footwork jumper and just pick it up innately without really having to practice it it was mainly because or i think uh my 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 hypothesis is that it's because they didn't really have much of um like a prior background or like uh, like any bad habits already formed before so when they're when they're learning it, it's already an empty slate or they're pretty much an empty slate and just just soaking in that move but for players that are already a little bit more grown or just older trying to learn a move that they haven't really had the opportunity to gain innately growing up they have to realize they have to they may have to break some bad habits that are kind of prohibiting them to do the move correctly and then breaking that bad habit is a much longer process of instead of um, a much longer process than actually just learning it from a clean slate so a lot of things to consider when learning a new move something to consider for a lot of players is that a lot of posture issues for players Um, they have a lot of bad habits in terms of how they handle the ball so um, those are the issues that have to be broken down first before learning a, learning um a, a new move in the first place. So when you're young and you're just brand new to the game and you have literally no experience with the game, it may be easier to just learn a move, just not easier to learn a move, but it will be more you'll be more receptive to it if you are locked into learning that move. But if you're already an older player with some bad habits, breaking down those bad habits will take a longer curve, learning curve before you can actually learn and hone in on that move and master it. No
0: that's a very good point because I think a lot of like when we're trying to teach players a move um, as trainers like you'll see a lot of times players already have certain movements that they'll do um, and trying to get them out of that yeah like whether it's that negative step um, or teaching that negative step when they've been told not to or whatever it may be like you kind of have to add stuff to an already like filled cup in a sense but like but that's how it can feel sometimes but it's it's definitely doable other than that the last thing i would say is to consolidate all this with with proper sleep because pretty much i'm not going to get too deep into the science but if you spend four hours um one day working on a move you sleep four hours that night your brain literally has no time to consolidate that skill and actually you know send it back to that memory bank where you can pull from it again so um, sleep we, we mention it pretty much every episode in some form or fashion just because it's so important so if you're not sleeping correctly you're not going to learn new moves period um it's it's it sounds crazy but it's i mean it shouldn't sound crazy but it is kind of insane how much of a a benefit and detriment sleep can have on our performance in so many ways all right so just to give a rundown how to add a new move to that game um first thing make sure you're primed so make sure you're psychologically there you're not overtrained. you're not coming off five hours of sleep you're going to be receptive to learning second watch the film talk to people who do that move well Um, understand what you're supposed to be doing with that move the the main keys before you even really pick up a basketball number three um i would start with with kind of chunking out that movement don't i wouldn't i would not get too caught up with chunking it out, but definitely teach the main pieces, you know, step-by-step step, um, and then start to rep out the entire move, emphasizing different pieces of the movement. Fourth, start to add in an, an unconscious component of this. So go live, play one-on-one out of it. Um, make, make sure you're, you're working on the move with defense and with all the counters. And if you don't have defense to it, um, find some. Like, there, there are really no excuses. Like, there's someone else in your town or city or whatever household that will play one on one against you. And you don't have to both play the same way. You can just be like, look, I'm solely going to play out of this move. Who cares if you lose? Like, you're getting better. So, um, find kind of a live component out of it. Trainers, put your, your players in position to use these moves. Last few tips, I would say one is teach it to others. So um, there, this is a really well-documented kind of psychological phenomenon. Like the more you teach something to others, especially when you, you're learning it or you already kind of know it, but you still need to elevate that knowledge. The more you teach something to others, the better it's gonna be registered in your own brain and in your own movement library. So teach it to others, explain them to them the key points. And then do it with them, help teach them, and that's gonna to apply to your own game. Another thing is visualize it. So we talked about this in another episode, but the more you visualize something, especially once you get some experience with it, you can reap a ton of benefits from literally just seeing yourself do it. Last thing is just film yourself over and over again. Obviously, Yosef, like you said, some people aren't really as receptive to this, but film yourself over and over again or have someone film you and and watch for what you can do to make it more fluid. Compare against um, NBA players or high school players, or co- like any any. Compare it against any player that you've seen do that move very well. But also understand that you can add some some flavor of your own into it. Um, and then after that, just it's just repetition. Reps on reps like on reps. There, there's rips. really no yep. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like there's there's no secret to it um you can use all these things to to make those repetition or make that repetition more beneficial to you or you know kind of take advantage of the process but all of these things are no substitute for repetition mm-hmm. so that's that's really the foundation of everything and definitely use up all of these but always resort back to just repping it out mm-hmm. you got anything else um no that's pretty much it uh like like the the main important
1: thing i would say is just making sure you're doing the move correctly at first when you're learning it and having somebody to guide and track your the way your progress with it to keep you on the right track yeah and if you're if you're doing it by yourself just constantly compare it to that standard that you want to compare it to or that you're trying to learn it from and uh, make sure that you're you're on the right path because if you're doing it by yourself and you're doing it incorrectly and no one's correcting you then um, you're just going to be you're, just going, you're going a long way, but you're going the wrong way. So just make sure that you're doing it on the right way yeah. before you start up. And then once you get those good habits built in, locked in, continue putting those reps on reps on reps until it just becomes
0: internalized in and becomes subconscious or unconscious. For sure. So if you guys have any questions about how to learn new moves, how to add skills, moves, techniques into your bag, let us know. Also let us know if you have any topics that you want us to talk about because most of the topics we talk about come from you guys suggestions so um those definitely don't go unheard so hit us up let us know and we'll get to it appreciate you guys for tuning in